Hey everyone, I'm Veronica Roshek, and I'm your host of the Amplify Iowa podcast. This is a place to hear the stories of our favorite, some of the fastest growing, and some super unique local businesses directly from their leaders. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and get started. The very first episode of the Amplify Iowa podcast is finally here. Our guest today is Chris Biagini. He's the inventory manager of a true staple business of Des Moines, Raygun. Chris has been with Raygun since 2014 and works directly with Mike Draper, who is the owner and founder of Raygun. Chris, thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for reaching out and including Raygun in the show. Yeah, if you could, could you just tell us a little bit about what Raygun is all about and also about your role there? Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, Raygun is a t-shirt company. We pride ourselves on Midwest pride, being funny, (laughs) and progressive politics. We've been in business since September of 2015, or not 2015, 2005, uh, so about 15 years. And now we're in Des Moines, Chicago, Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, Kansas City, and hopefully by the time you hear this show, Omaha. It's awesome. You seem to be expanding fast throughout the Midwest. It's super exciting to hear that. We're trying to take over the entire Midwest eventually just takes time. Yeah, you've made a good dent in it so far, that's for sure. How did Raygun, now it's just a common name really in Des Moines, it's something that you you hear that and it wasn't a word uh, before it existed, and now it's just a common thing. Everyone knows Raygun. So how exactly did it get started and how in the world did it get that name? Yeah, so our owner, who you mentioned, Mike Draper, um, was going to school at Penn and selling T-shirts on the streets with his friends. One of the oldest ones was John Stewart for president, which is a shirt that like we have like redone and updated a couple of times over the years. Um, graduated, didn't get into a program abroad that he was trying to get into, decided to move back to Des Moines and start making shirts like wondered like oh hey is this thing that i've been doing for fun with friends something that i could just like do as a business with a history degree and the answer was yes <laughs> so that's how he started what was originally smash was doing everything himself in a small space here in the east village screen printing designing things in photoshop and just working a lot and fixing a lot of Toilets and bathroom issues. <laughs> random stuff. Yeah, all of the hats uh, you have to wear as a small business. Oh, yeah. Just doing everything. Um, and then the switch from Smash to Reagan happened about 10 years ago um, when it turned out that a retail company in California also happened to be called Smash and didn't want anybody else to be called that. Ah, and yes. there's not like a super in-depth, interesting story about why Raygun, but like actual kind of like sci-fi Raygun had been included in some existing designs even back then. It was just like a kind of silly thing to have on a shirt. And having the name Smash at first, 
uh, Mike realized that you can't put Smash on the front of a zip-up hoodie and have it look good. <laughs> Odd number of letters is going to split that. Um, so he wanted just like one single six or eight letter noun that would look good, like stacked or look good split and just sounded simple. And it didn't have any other meaning to it, really. It's just like something that you can create meaning and a brand behind instead of trying to do the other way around. So Raygun was born. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it's always interesting to hear how somebody gets their name, especially when it's something a little bit different. Um, that being said, so in the print business in general, there's there's tons of them out there in the world, right? Um, there's so many different varieties how um, how do you set yourself apart from your perspective? What has put you in this position as a household name in Des Moines for being a print shop? There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I think it's a few things. From even just like a process standpoint, we screen print. We're not the only screen printers in the world, but there is something about like manually having somebody at a press applying ink to a shirt that if you're in Des Moines, you can look up from the registries and see us printing right there. And maybe it'll be brought down five minutes later and it'll still be warm when you're buying it. So there is something I think about that experience, particularly here in our kind of like home base of like, you get to see some of the production happening and then like take it home. And I think that we are, Generally, very, very good at what we do. We'll still have a typo on a shirt every once in a while that we'll have to fix. Um, but otherwise, we have a style that is uniquely our own, unless you're somebody who copies and pastes it and puts it on red bubble, which happens all the time. But people can see a shirt, and if they have any idea who we are, they know it's one of our shirts. Like We have our own font we use and everything that's a little bit customized. We stick to mostly text-based things because they're just a clear statement and look good on a shirt. Um, but we have some cool graphic stuff, too. We have some design shops. Um, but I think from the name to the aesthetic to how our stores are laid out, having like kids' play areas that are currently closed because of COVID-19, but trying to create an experience within the store beyond just selling you something like trying to trying to sell like an experience to customers in addition to product i think is part of what makes Raygun special and like sets us apart from some other places yeah i remember the first time while i was in college in the i don't know it probably would have been around 2010 or so that i came in for the first time and it definitely is a different experience you can you know, look up on Instagram or Google ray gun and just kind of snicker to yourself at all the funny little things that you read. But it is a totally different experience to come into the store and be able to see everything and all, not just the t-shirts, but everything that there is to offer. And it definitely does have that feel. You know that there is that consistency throughout, throughout everything, which as you just mentioned, yeah, it has to be intentional, which does create that really meaningful experience. Would you have advice for others that are in the small business sector or are, are striving to create that, um, you know, trying to find how to be different, but how do you also 
become consistent? Right. I think there's several factors going into that. But one of them is just, like, not faking it. Like, being genuine with what you're doing and what you're creating and what you're putting out there, which is really easy to say, but it's also something that, like, I firmly believe we are good about doing. Um, Whether it is just, like, shirt that says Des Moines Hell Yes and being proud about the city that we're in. That's true. We also have stuff about, like, drinking ranch. Well, we don't literally drink ranch. There are people that we're treated <laughs> who are ranch fans. And then we have protest shirts and all sorts of political things. And we encourage people to vote. That is something that we're all, like, very passionate about. And we've been working with Planned Parenthood for years, like, more than a decade at this point. But then we also just have, like, tailgating and football stuff. Because, like, no one thing defines us as individuals or as a business or our customers. Like, you could come in here for all sorts of stuff. And we need all of these things whether they're serious or not like we're passionate and genuine about the things that we produce and create and put out there including blog content and non-merchandise things i think it's important to like be personally invested in the stuff that you were putting out there and then that will help you be consistent because if you care about all of it there will be a consistency just like in the design or in the product or in whatever you're doing just by the nature of you being that way. Um, one very simple thing is responding to emails. I know in my personal life, I sometimes let my inbox build up a little bit, but it was responding to an email that got me on this call right now. And it's something that Mike preaches all the time. It's just respond to emails, especially if you're trying to grow or especially if you're newer to things. Because that's how, when he was one person, was printing shirts for local bands when they be playing shows and stuff and has all sorts of like cool and unique stories from those days. And then during caucuses in 2008, like ended up printing a bunch of shirts for like Obama's team who then came back like 10 years later for a reunion and did more shirts. Like just responding to emails is a simple thing, but it helps open up opportunities or keep you from missing things because you never know like who might reach out or who might have a question and then who might come back later. <laughs> like even uh, where we get some of our things made in town that we can't do hats, we don't have the ability to embroider ourselves. We don't have any of that stuff. So there's a place in West Des Moines called America's Best Apparel who embroiders our hats, who have like lent Mike something like 12 years ago when he couldn't get it himself. And then we still do business with them now because they helped us out way back then. But just stay on top of communication. <laughs> mm, yeah, there's a lot of really good nuggets of advice in there. Uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, responding to anything, of course. Yeah, it's so simple, but makes so much sense that you can totally miss those opportunities if you're not being responsive. Um, I really like everything about the consistency there too. In the middle of another piece of advice that I know our listeners and us are always striving for right now is in the middle of this pandemic that we're in, in addition to finding ways to stay consistent, how do you stay relevant? Because when I think of Raygun, like, there's something that comes out and the next day they've got, you know, they're on top of it. You guys are pushing something out that is 
super relevant to whatever is going on in the world. And so how do you do that in, in your business? And how can you encourage others to be able to find that in their own? Right. We're lucky enough where generally we're in a position where we have as much like power and control over what we create as possible. Well, since we have all the screen printing equipment here and printers here and blank stock and stuff, and we do all the design a few feet away from me, um, we can just see something pop up on the news at 6 a.m., come in here at 8, <laughs> get a design whipped up, get that burn, and start printing it within an hour or an hour and a half and already have like a mock-up of it online so people can like see it and be purchasing it. Um, so occasionally, big projects get in the way of us being able to be that quick all the time. But generally, if we see something that we want to make happen, we can do it very quickly. And we know not everybody is in that same position, um, but we've been lucky <laughs> to be able to do that. And I think for anyone, even in different industries, it'll it's not going to be the same for everybody that's not printing shirts. But if you can control your own message and whatever you're creating or selling as much as possible, do so, <laughs> especially in the beginning, because that's what allows us all this flexibility is just doing so much of it ourselves and not relying on other places when we don't have to. Yeah, all of that control certainly has given you guys quite the leg up in your business, so it makes perfect sense that that would be a level of advice to be able to control everything you can control. I, as I've mentioned earlier, always love just the quick wittiness and things that you guys are able to create. So in addition to to that, another really great thing that seems to definitely keep you relevant and you touched on a little bit when you're talking about consistency how you've really built um, that support system in the community where you have a lot of alliances and other businesses that either you partner with or do favors for or whatever it happens to be Um, and that builds over time but in addition to that something that um, really bleeds through and that the community can see is that you also seem to give back a lot. What is a um, cause or um, other organization that you are passionate about that you guys are a part of? Yeah, I mean, there's a long list of places that we work with and partner with to various degrees. Um, Nowadays, every single month, on the first of the month, we release three to five different shirts four different organizations with some proceeds going to all of them. Um, But for me, that's an easy answer, but it is just like women's reproductive rights. Even being someone who is not a woman, um, some of my favorite working experiences here has been working Row on the Rocks, which is an event that Planned Parenthood in town would put on every January. And we've had that in the store before. We've had pop-up shops at like different places when they've been doing it in other parts of town bringing tons of stuff to donate straight to them. Um, Mike has spoken at probably the last four of those. Um, and his wife had been a nurse at Planned Parenthood forever ago. So whenever somebody like sees us 
have a shirt for women's rights. And then they're like, oh, hey, you didn't used to be like that, and I don't want to shop anymore. It's like, oh, we, we've always been this way. <laughs> you just may or may not have been aware of it, or maybe there's some more of those shirts now than there used to be. But it's always been a part of like our DNA. And it's the passion that a lot of us share. Um, Jen Leatherby, who's one of our designers and had been our creative director for a while, um, is also uh, the president of um, Iowa Abortion Access Fund, another group that we've also done shirts for and like helped out when possible. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a long-winded, easy answer, but it's also one that I think is important and relevant to what we will continue to do. Yes, that authenticity and passion, again, really shows through in, in that involvement um, in the community. Along that same line, there are a lot of um, small business owners, people in general, that fall into um, the thought process of, oh, I just, I don't want to go there because I want to please everyone, or I want to make sure that um, I don't ruffle anybody's feathers or whatever it happens to be. And I've certainly been there in my own um, business or what I would, you know, put out there about myself. How have you guys um, decided that we're just going to stand for what we stand for? Does that ever become an issue of having any level of criticism that certainly comes from having those um strong stance about causes you believe in right um things are definitely more divisive now and over the last four years than they had been when we started the company or when i started at the company um but it kind of it goes hand in hand with like being genuine because you cannot be a business that sells you can't be a business that sells a shirt that says dear universe sorry about donald trump sincerely america and then have a pro-Donald Trump thing next to it. <laughs> Those two things do not make sense or belong together. And if you're trying to cater to people who support either message, you're just going to frustrate both sides because it's clear that you like, don't mean either one. You're just being fake and you're just trying to get people's money. And people still ask us, like, oh, why don't you have things supporting stuff that you don't actually believe in at all? Um, and it's because of that. <laughs> like, that would just defeat the entire purpose and we wouldn't be authentic at all. We would just be very fake and money grab. Um, but it's not who we are, who we want to be. So we understand that not everybody's going to love that. <laughs> Some people will not be on board with that. But everyone is allowed here. Like everyone can come into our stores and there's still something for everybody. Like I said, like we have all sorts of just like Midwest pride things. I'm wearing a shirt that says Midwest hell yes right now. Um, from that to different sports stuff, barbecue things. We have cats on stuff because we have a mascot named Gary who's a cat for kind of no reason, but it's fun. Um, so there's just all sorts of different things here. Even if there's something that doesn't fit one of your interests or is maybe directly opposed to something that you like, there's going to be something else there too. So we still like present a wide range of things for everybody while maintaining that we're not going to put something out there that we are like personally against. That's a great message. I think that a lot of people will really resonate with that and that will be a good reminder, especially during these times of 
of, um, you know, just so much turmoil in the world. So being able to really stand true to who you are and stand up for what you believe in and still be all inclusive. That's a, it's a good combination of, of those values. Um, we've talked a lot about how great, uh, Ray Gun is and how, um, positive and uh, all of the successes that there have been. But I know, especially going from a one-man one shop to a multi-store, multi-state business, there has to be multiple times where there's been some pretty intense growing pains and ultimately, you know, some failures. Can you speak on um, some of that and, and what you have had to go through to get to where you are? Yeah, um, we have a very long, like, about us section on our site where we are <laughs> willing to talk about a lot of it. So if you just even on a current website and, like, Mike has posts, it's like, oh, we opened the Iowa City store, and then we almost ran out of money that year. And then we had this expansion, and then we almost ran out of money that year. And it's kind of the nature of working in an industry where most of our actual income is, like, during the holidays and during the summer, and now during a pandemic when people can't and should not be out and about, um, that creates some struggles. So kind of going, pairing this question with your previous one of like staying relevant, um, back in like late March when we had to just close all the stores to the public, we still had like a small team here in Des Moines, keeping the website going and putting out new products almost every single day for weeks and keep from struggling too much because nobody is really prepared for a pandemic and having to like, just shut down more or less your business. So we were just doing everything we could to tread water and get through that time before we could start opening things up again. Um, we're opening a store in Omaha that was supposed to open May 1st. That didn't happen. Oh, wow. uh, so there's just been different headaches with getting that build out down and getting things set up and being ready and then thinking it'll happen one day and then kicking it back another week or two. So we're hopefully at the finish line there. Um, but definitely living in unprecedented times along with everybody else right now. Yes, we are most certainly all in this together. So going back to your story, it certainly seems like every time there was some level of growth, there was also some level of potential setback, which makes perfect sense anytime any business goes through um, those positives or seem to be, you know, you're going through change and then you also have to deal with the potential problems or um, mistakes or failures or, or just things that are unexpected. So if we were to look ahead now and switch gears, after Omaha opens, can you give us any insight into what your next big goals are there? Uh, not in terms of new cities, because that's something that has changed a lot. And people ask us all the time. We have we have a list <laughs> for sure. Um, so if someone has suggested it, we probably thought about it or specifically like looked into it at some point already. Um, but that's one of those things where our plans versus reality don't always line up. Even when things like running smoothly, um, the Strago store opened like in the order that it did because our manager there, Claire Anderson, used to intern here years ago and had reached out like, oh, hey, I live in Chicago now. If you'd ever do anything, let me know. 
And you're like, oh, well, we want to eventually. Maybe we will now. Because yeah. you're already there and you're awesome. So let's like take a look. And then our space in Andersonville ended up working out great. So sometimes we might have an idea for a different place in our heads. But then, like, a really awesome opportunity in Omaha to move there with Vinyl Cup, another Des Moines business, will come to fruition. So it's a combination of, like, thinking about the things we want to do and products we want to have and just seeing what opportunities just happen to float our way. Um, The next big thing isn't exciting for anybody listening to this, but we have a storage space currently right across the street behind me. And we have another printing space where we do like our big custom projects for Heidi and John Deere and stuff. Um, but we're trying to get another space where we can just combine a bunch of those things and use some storage and stuff over and then free up new floor space here. Um, so our hopefully next project is just for like back end stuff nobody will ever see, but that will be like quality of life improvements for a bunch of us working here and help make things just run smoother. Yeah, that's, it's good. It's always good to have um, that vision for what is coming, even if it uh, tends to adapt and change along the way. That, that certainly is a good way of being able to adapt and continue to move forward, which seems to be the nature of a lot of our entire conversation here is being able to, to adapt to those changes, but still have all the big ideas in the works for how to accomplish it. So when someone visits your store, whether in person or online, new or existing customer, what is that experience that you're hoping you're able to portray for them? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, whether it's somebody new or familiar with us already in store online, the next experience or first experience like with Raygun will just be one that follows through with everything that we've been talking about here. I'll go to the homepage's website and at the top there'll be some big banner about a news story that happened that day or the day before and jokey commentary on it, followed by different products and stuff specific to that. And then below that, there would be, here's a shirt that says Iowa, wave the next time you fly over. And it has like a combination of like jokey and like very prideful Midwestern things. And then below that... <laughs> But uh, they'll be like, here's the pride section. Here's resist gender norms. Here's like a bunch of different like Midwestern gay pride things. And that the stores will be able to mimic the online experience between the products that we have, but then also the signage and stuff that we put up there. We do like blog posts really regularly and you have some of that stuff just printed and get it around the store and try to have like kind of like a sense of media mixed in with things. So hopefully anybody who like visits the website or the store are having almost the same experience seamlessly. That's what we're trying to do anyway, is like whether you can come in or not to still like get the same sense of who we are, what we're doing and why. So that if you then can go to the store for the first time, you'd be like, oh, this looks familiar because we've already been on the site. Or if you've only been in the store before and then you hop on reagansite.com, you'd be like, oh yeah, like, this is structured similarly to the way of the place that I was just in. It's like, um, yeah, so ho- hopefully people will get that sort of positive experience and inclusive one, um, even in terms of just sizes. 
this is something that we never talk about, so <laughs> mention it now. Um, but like, we don't have anything labeled as unisex for women anymore, and we never really talked about that or posted about that or had on the site or anything. But instead, we worked with a few different groups here in Iowa, including one Iowa, and now we have standard and snug. We just wanted to completely remove anything remotely like gender or sex oriented with the sizing, including unisex, because it has its own connotation. Usually that just means like men's sizing to people. Um, and since the snug shirts run small, they are actually snug. It's like, okay, here are two words that like make sense and are representative of what they are and what to expect if you buy a shirt like that. And we try to offer sizes that we don't readily have available if somebody needs an extra tall shirt or a 4XL, hit us up. Also, like, make that and print that. We don't have the space to carry just lengths of every size at all times, unfortunately. Hopefully, we will eventually. Um, but we still try to make everybody comfortable with whatever they're getting from us and feel good in it, regardless of what it says on the front of it. That is so progressive, and I'm not sure I would have even noticed if you didn't bring it up, but that is um, also so important and so relevant. So thank you for doing that work. That That is uh, such a good, um, inclusive thing to continue to have for the community and to set the standard for others to also be um, thoughtful about those details in their businesses of things that we just – do and don't always think about on a regular basis. Um, we definitely aren't perfect. We have slip-ups, but we try. <laughs> we we try to be ahead of things whenever possible or at least not be the last one following suit. Yes, I think that really speaks true. I can also vouch for on a personal standpoint as a customer of either visiting the store or visiting the website, you you definitely have that feel and that atmosphere seems to carry through consistency consistently. And uh, we will definitely be um, rooting for you and uh, love to continue to watch you grow. And we really, really appreciate you being a part of this uh, podcast with us and spending some time with us here. I know that so many people are going to take things away from this and learn something new about Raygun. So thank you, Chris. Yeah, thanks for washing hands, wear a mask.